right, episode nine, crawling up slowly but surely. I can't even believe it's at this point already. So this week I have Joe on, who I actually just started talking to recently due to our love for podcasting. Come to find out, Joe has a lot of experience in the cannabis industry, and I thought it would be an amazing topic to talk about. So Joe, if you could please introduce yourself to my listeners, that would be amazing. Well, thank you for that fine introduction. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, my name is Joe. I, uh, I'm from over here in Portland, Oregon. I have, uh, you know, experience in uh, lots of cannabis and, you know, sales and bud tending. I've done a little bit of rep work too as a brand ambassador and I've done, you know, helped on a couple of grow operations and stuff like that. And so, yeah, lots of, lots of weed industry experience over here for sure. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Like, I Thanks feel like this on. is, yeah, I feel like this is going to be really informative because the majority of my listeners are on the East Coast because, you know, I reside in New Jersey and mm-hmm. um, weeds just hasn't been legalized on the East Coast nearly as long as the West Coast. Like, I feel like the West Coast is just so much more experienced when it comes to that industry. And like you living out there will just give so much useful information for my listeners and me because I, you know, we discuss this, like I want to move out to Oregon. So just learning more about this is really going to be useful and helpful. So I really do thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, so, no problem. I'm yeah. Glad. Yeah, of course. So um, my first question for you would be like, you know, pretty basic question, but like what even got you into the industry? Like what have you done? Do you have any like crazy moments or stories that like came out of it? Just all of the, the all, you know, the whole nine yards. So. Uh, so yeah, um, so like most people in the uh, in the weed industry out here, um, I got started before it was legal, like uh, like most of us, and uh, had some black market experience. And uh, like like most people, like that starts selling weed, like it was pretty much to uh, you know supply my habit. I just didn't want to really pay for weed anymore. This right. was right actually after the uh, recession, right after the the freaking economic crash, and this was like 2010, 2009, and so um, everybody was out of work. And I didn't really, you know, want to spend money on weed anymore. So I was like, ah, fuck it. I know enough peeps that I could probably, you know, flip a couple Z's. And then so, you know, just typical story of flipping from Z's to LB's to keys, you know. And so it just kind of uh, had that little transition. And then um, I was, uh, you know, doing that uh, for a while. And then I also uh, was living in kind of a crazy trap house type situation and uh, ended up just kind of getting a little bit bigger than I anticipated. And then I was able to luckily step out before anything really crazy happened. And so um, that's kind of when I pulled out of the black market uh, industry. And then after weed got legalized, um, I had a homegirl of mine who was working on a grow. And she actually had, um, she started working as a sales rep for a major cannabis company here in Oregon. And she was like, hey, we're really looking for some brand ambassadors. And I know you've got that hustle mentality and stuff like that. So uh, I started working as a brand ambassador uh, with them. And then I've also worked as a bud tender in a couple of different dispensaries and stuff. Uh, as far as crazy stories or experiences, um, probably one of the craziest ones is my first, uh, so my, I actually technically started as a bud tender before I was a rep. And so, um, sorry, I'm a little stoned. My timeline's a little fucked up right now. So No, you're uh, totally good. <laughs> yeah, but, um, but I started as a bud tender. And probably my crazy situation is when we actually had to train for a raid. That was really insane to have to do at work. Yeah, definitely. You know, just in case the feds came and fucking like raided the dispensary. Like that was a part of the training on learning how to like what you should and shouldn't say and what you can and can't do and where you should go and who's going to get blamed for what. And it was a really weird experience. It's kind of like an accepting thing going into that industry that's still on a federal level. It's illegal. But luckily, a lot of things are changing with the MORE Act being passed and stuff like that. And they think that it's going to pass the Senate. That's what we're all hoping for, which is... uh, 
federal legalization actually and so that's the more act check it out no yeah i actually um i was going to ask you a question about that later on but i'll just ask it now because i know the house just passed it but we always know how it is at the house and the senate like the senate fucking hates the house and the house fucking hates the senate and the senate is going to be like fuck you we're never going to do what you want so (laughs) that's what i'm worried about it's like are they going to pass that you know because the senate is kind of assholes but i also not so not saying the house isn't they are too but Mm -hmm. um like what you know what do you what do you think about that like do you really think it's going to I honestly, I have actually a good feeling about it because because of how many states have legalized on a rec level, unfortunately, they're really starting to see the greed that's going to come with the cannabis industry. And so they know how much money is going to be made. Totally. They know like how much tax revenue has actually come. Like, I mean, I think Oregon, its first year of legalization brought in like, like it was like over $30 million in tax revenue in the first year. Wow. And that was extra money from the weed industry. And so people's eyes were finally opened about this. So I think that, you know, the the Senate is like, they don't really understand a lot of social stuff, but they understand money. And that's where I think it's actually going to come from on a legal side. So I think I have a good feeling it's going to pass, not for the right reasons, but I think it's going to pass. I mean, you know, from that, that perspective completely makes sense. You know, it's always been about money for them, obviously. So I, you know, that definitely does make sense that they would pass it for that reason. Part of me just also thinks that they're going to be like, no, fuck you. Like, we don't give a fuck. But I'm just going to have to wait and see, honestly. I do, honestly, thinking, you know, from what you said, though, like, that does make me look at it a little bit differently, for sure. So, yeah. Um, Also, I was going to ask, because you said that you were a bud tender, and then you became a brand ambassador. So, like, could you explain, like, you know, how that was, like, how it was being a a bud tender and then becoming a brand ambassador? What did you like more, like? just what what it was like doing all that you know what i mean yeah so uh so uh, <laughs> the transition from uh the transition from bud tender to brand ambassador actually was a really smooth one because for someone like me that already was basically selling weed like i already had experience selling weed it was just you know instead of just doing it on the corner or doing it at your house you're doing it in a store instead you know and so like that was a really good transition from someone who had the experience that i did and, uh, and it was good to kind of get to know how the, uh, the Oregon Liquor Control Commission, the OLCC, they're actually the ones that are in charge of the rec industry over here in Oregon. And so uh, learning how they operate and how laws can change actually like, like right away. And so um, like my very first day actually at the dispensary, my very first day was 420. I, my very first day was on 420. And um, uh, Kate Brown, the governor of Oregon, ended up changing like three laws that day. Like, and like, and so I had to learn new things in the middle of my shift. Oh, wow. So yeah, that that was kind of a crazy experience learning how to deal with the OLCC and how regulated it is and how, you know, how much you can buy and how much you can't buy. And that's also constantly changing. And so, um, and then when I got the opportunity for the brand ambassador position, that one was a little bit, uh, a little bit more my style because I operate better when I'm working kind of by myself, you know? And so um, when you're working as a brand ambassador, your job is basically to, you know, play Santa Claus with all the different shops and the managers and stuff. And you're dropping, <laughs> free, yeah, you're dropping off free stuff and you're like, you know, like, you know, promoting new strains and new samples that right. are going to be coming out. And then you're also doing events. So you go to the dispensaries, you literally just set up a table, you have like a tablecloth and a bunch of free swag. And you're just basically trying to get people to buy the product and you're giving them a bunch of free shit. 
you know and so you have like yeah, a table full totally. of stick lanyards and all that kind of shit and so that was a lot of fun because I was just getting paid around to you know drop off like just getting paid to drive around and drop off free shit for people and so that was that was probably a lot better than being a bud tender in my opinion I was more I had a lot more fun doing that right okay that's that's awesome I because like I've really been considering like what I would want to do when I go out there. Like I, sh I haven't done too, too much research. I know I have to get an OLCC permit and um, I, I honestly don't see, like, I don't even know what else I have to do. Like I really need to look into it more, but um, yeah, it's just, honestly, it's just crazy to me, like how different it is out there compared to like where I live. Like I know oh, I Jersey, imagine. yeah, it just like blows my mind. I don't know. I <laughs> know that was like random, but that's just like, no, that's no, for sure. I mean, I could imagine it's like, especially since you came out here and you saw how it was and then you have to go yeah. back home and you're like, Oh, I just want to go to the store and buy my weeds. Like that's no, all I want literally. And <laughs> yeah. So I just, and also when you brought up um, like how they were changing up regulation and stuff, like I just went, you know, I obviously I told you, I just went to Portland and, August and like I remember we were um, going to buy like edibles and stuff and they were like yeah only I think they said you you can only buy like 50 milligrams or something like yeah, at a time so, yeah well it's a so you can buy more at a time but you can only buy I think the limit is god so it only comes in 50 milligram max for edibles yeah like, and that's just for the edible itself but you can buy multiple of those so you oh, can yeah, buy, yeah, you know, yeah, like sense. you could buy like five fifty milligram edibles and eat all them bitches at once and have like a <laughs> basically, you know. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, so, yeah. and I have a, I have a, like a ridiculously high tolerance, so I have to eat like six of those fucking things really to like feel anything for myself, and I have to not smoke all day long, which yeah. I'm a wake and bake guy. That's really hard for me. <laughs> no, right, it, totally. I mean, I used to be like, like my body used to handle like stronger ones, but. Then um, I actually had this really bad experience, like, back in February. Um, I mean, we, my friends and I got it, like, in D.C. And in D.C., they just have, like, underground pop-ups where they, like, send you an address and, like, you go and you get it. That's and, interesting. <laughs> you know, it's, it's fucking awesome. I love it so much. But anyways. That's um, cool. Yeah, it's awesome. And um, I went and, you know, I was with my friends and, like, they just, like, grabbed us some edibles and whatever. So then we go back to their place and I ate like a whole one and they were like, wait, why did you eat that much? And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, what? I wasn't only like 50 and they were like, no, it's 500. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, oh, and God. I was like, like I'm just going to get somewhere safe. <laughs> I, no, no. So yeah, I was at my friends and I was like, let me just go to sleep. Like, let me just go to sleep. And then I woke up a couple hours later and I, I felt like I was going to die. Like yeah. it was so fucking crazy. Like I was like shaking and like TMI, but like I threw up and. I oh, was that's like, okay. No worries. It happens. It's all good. Yeah. But it was it like happens. a one time, it was like the only time that ever happened to me. And then after that, my body can't handle edibles really anymore. Like when I went to Oregon, I had like a 50 milligram one and I had an anxiety attack, like a full blown anxiety attack. And I was like, damn like I guess my body just really can't handle it anymore and then I took like um I think it was like 10 milligrams I was fine but mm. it sucks like I my body also, just like can't yeah, really handle it the edibles they actually digest differently so that's why it's like a completely different effect uh like when you eat an edible it more digests through like your liver and your digestive system and it actually oh. creates a whole different 
a, a whole different actual chemical. I can't remember what the technical name of it is, but it only happens whenever your body is digesting it, like uh, digesting cannabis that way, like when it's going through your system. Right. And so when it passes through your liver and stuff, it basically creates almost like a hallucinogen, basically. It's I can kind see of that, definitely. Yeah, and that's why you get that crazy body high, almost like you're on mushrooms, you know? It's like that totally. weird, just kind of like, like that hollow feeling almost. Yeah, and then you have, then you accidentally eat too much, and you got that inner monologue going in your head, telling you, try to calm yourself down. No, like, literally, that's exactly what happened. And um, <laughs> no, I literally felt like I was like tripping fucking balls or something. I was so fucked up that night. I yeah. didn't even really, I had no idea what was going on. I remember I woke up. And my friend was like, I, I think he was like dancing or something. I don't remember. He was like high as fuck. And then my other friend nice. was passed out. And he's just like, I think he was like dancing or something. And I just look at him and I'm like shaking. <laughs> and I'm like, can we do yoga right now? And he's like, yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah, of course. And then we start doing yoga and I like collapsed on the floor. And I was like, it was just a fucking downhill from there. But it was so funny. Like, that sounds like fun. That sounds like a lot of fun for sure. Yeah, yeah I, I was like dead, trip. but also having the time of my life. So <laughs> one of my favorite things to do is when you eat edibles is go on a hike. That's like one of the best things to do. Yeah, eat an edible, then go on like a really long trail or something like that. Because like just the way nature looks and feels and like, and also just being outside, you don't feel as cooped up. Because like oh, sometimes yeah. that's sometimes that's a part of like the panic feeling is when you feel all cooped yeah. up. That's why you have the instinct to want to get out of where you are. It's oh, like, you know, course. because you have that, yeah, that total like cooped up feeling. So next time, maybe take like a little bit less edible, maybe eat like, you know, a half of the 50 milligram one, go for a little hike or something like that, especially if you're out here in Oregon, because that's one thing like Portland's great, but like a, one of the beautiful things about Oregon is when you get outside Portland and you look at the outdoors and you get out in the mountains and stuff like that. That's, that's, that's my shit. That's what I like to go. And that's where a lot right, of the real yeah. storms are too. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I couldn't. I like when we were out there the we made sure to go out into nature like almost every day and then I think I told you like we stayed on like the coast um nice. we stayed in Tillamook and then we drove all the way up to Astoria one day and like made some stops along the way and then mm. another day we drove like basically all the way down south and we just made like a couple stops along the way and nice. it was fucking oh, amazing I was gonna say a little piece little, little piece of local knowledge it's Tillamook not Mook Tillamook like oh. Tillamook oh <laughs> my god i'm sorry <laughs> no no no. it's okay I, it's okay it's all good at least we didn't say oregon then we would have an issue <laughs> i used to say that years ago like years like, ago i used to say oregon and then yeah. I, forget, I forget who but it was like my friend and he lived in new york too or like oh, he yeah. lived in new york and i was like how do you know that like you live on the east coast he's like it's it's oregon like don't ever say oregon and i was like <laughs> Yeah. Hey. yeah, it like, it then, like uh, falls under our skin when we hear it. <laughs> right, and everybody I talk to here, they pronounce it Oregon, and I like yeah. have to correct them. I'm like, it's Oregon. Yeah, <laughs> we'll have them listen to this, and they'll get a little local knowledge of why <laughs> they should say Oregon, because it just like, yeah, I used to live out in Minnesota, actually, for a little while, and uh, that's what oh, people really? used to say all the time. Yeah, they were like, oh, you're from Oregon, huh? Like, you know, and I'm just like, it's Oregon, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny yeah that's funny yeah so um when did like weed first became legalized in oregon in like 2013 i 2014 i don't even know like around that time right it was uh 2000 i think the law passed in 2015 
And it was uh, legal in, I know, because it, it took a few months for it to actually get, like, started because a lot of, like, dispensaries were actually overbooked with permits through the OLCC to start selling rec. And right. so, like, and there were new, like, new dispensaries popping up and shit. And so um, I, it was, like, July of 2016, I believe, is whenever it actually became, like, uh, legal, like, like, everybody, you could go to the store. Like, I remember my first time going to the dispensary was pretty awesome. That's like, awesome. you know, yeah, it was a trip. Like the, I made sure I got a receipt for my pot. Like that was like the coolest <laughs> thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's such like a mind blowing experience. Like, and honestly, Oregon sounds like they they um started selling recreationally pretty fast from when they passed the law to actually started to do it. Like I don't know if you know, but Maine it took them like almost four years. Yeah, yeah. They literally just like I was just up there like a couple weeks ago actually, and I was talking mm. to some locals. Um, I actually went to Portland, Maine, and we were, like, talking to some locals at this one dispensary, and they were, like, yeah, like, it just started last month, literally. Just started oh, selling last God. month. I was, That's like, crazy. Uh, and I think they legalized it in 2016, I'm pretty sure, like, recreationally. Know, and took them. That's crazy. I know, and I think it was, I don't remember exactly what I read, but something along the lines of, like, um, like, the people in charge, like, uh, just kept on like changing like some of them got fired or like a, just a bunch of bullshit kept on happening kept on like pushing it off and yeah that'll happen like, whenever they're trying to yeah get this stuff worked out. yeah <laughs> for sure yeah, yeah that sucks no oregon was definitely jumped on it quick i mean we jumped on it real fast but i mean oregon and weed is like we've always just had a real big reputation for our weed industry like even before we became legal like oregon was one of the first states to legal to uh, decriminalize medical marijuana like it was one of the first states in the United States. I didn't to know do that. that. Yeah, back in the seventies, actually, is wow. uh, like when we actually decriminalized for medical marijuana. Yeah, and uh, and so Oregon's kind of always been like I don't know. We've always been like kind of like in the shadows, kind of leading the way with cannabis because everyone thinks California when they think weed, but a lot of people don't realize that you know a lot of like the hippies actually moved up to Southern Oregon and Northern California. That's why the Emerald Triangle is up there, like by Humboldt County and and um and oh. over in northern california yeah and so um like a lot of the hippies moved up there grew their really fine ass weed and oregon like you know like oregon like you know we we get kind of like a lot of rain out here so we kind of like invented hydroponic you know we had to grow inside so we kind right. of you know we're doing the fertilizer and stuff and we have a really good climate also for growing mushrooms so oregon has just kind of had this weird always i don't know we've kind of led the way in cannabis in a weird like kind of in the shadows kind of way yeah, I didn't even I didn't even know that. Thank you for telling me that. Um, like it's it's crazy because like there's like I think Alabama, South Carolina, Tennessee, Idaho, um, and there's maybe like one or two other states where it's not even decriminalized. Like if you're caught with pot, you're fucked. It's like, so crazy. Yeah, it's, it's so wild. Crazy. And then here's Oregon, fifty years later. Like right? yeah, criminalized <laughs> that shit like fifty years ago. Like oh okay. <laughs> like get the fuck out of here with that. Get the fuck. Yeah, out that's of here. so. I didn't even know like that they did that so long ago that's fucking incredible like i love that so much yeah it was like the 70s or the 80s but it was a long time ago it was a yeah. long, long time ago and we yeah, were like one of the first ones to do it like yeah. and uh it's always been like oregon and colorado have always been kind of like competing with each other like once colorado does something portland and oregon is just like no we're doing it next like you know yeah. it's like they've always been kind of low-key like you know measuring dicks with one another for a long long ah. long time <laughs> right 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 yeah that's hilarious i've definitely um yeah i've noticed colorado and oregon are like on the same wave i feel like for a lot of things yeah um, 
I also feel like they can be a little different in their own way. Like when it comes to, I mean, I've been to Colorado five times. I've only been to mm-hmm. Oregon once, as you know. Um, but when I went to Oregon, I just got a, like a completely different vibe, like from the people out there versus like Colorado. Like, I mean, both, both states are amazing and both people yeah. there. Like I met really, really cool people when I was out there and believe yeah, it or not, I actually met a decent amount of people in both states that were from like New York or New Jersey. Mm. Like they were like, That's yeah, crazy. just, no, yeah. They were like, yeah, just come out here. Like fuck, fuck New Jersey, fuck New York. I was like, okay, I'll keep that in mind. You're like, um, I'm feeling it. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I brought that up. I just like, I've noticed that about the two. Cause like I wanted, I did want to live in Colorado at one point, but I really feel like there's a lot of people moving there, especially a lot of people that I know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, same, I feel like um, a lot of people are probably moving to like Portland too. Cause it's like a, I, I think it's a nice city personally. And it's, yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, it's, it's, uh, there was a lot of people moving here for sure. A lot of it also was yeah. the tech too there's a lot of big companies that are actually headquartered in portland and just outside portland that not a lot of people even really know about like nike adidas intel Reesers, um like uh like the tillamook company like the cheese factory and all the jerky and stuff like that uh there's a lot of uh cash crops that are grown in oregon too and so like there's a lot of money in the state of oregon a lot of people are realizing it's a lot of people moving here for sure Right. Yeah. I've no, yeah. I was actually talking to this girl at my job the other day. She was like, she was like, yeah, I feel like a lot of people are moving there. And I was like, I was like, really? Like, oh no. Like, cause I do want to live there, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Anyways. Um, it's getting there? crazy though out here. I mean, Portland's getting real, real unstable, real fucking fast. Oh, <laughs> it's, 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 it's getting pretty crazy out here. Did you hear about the new autonomous zone that they just set up? I don't think so. No. Yeah, and over in Northeast Portland, uh, they were, I guess, uh, some cops were trying to evict, uh, there's a fucking squirrel just staring at me. What's up? <laughs> yeah, but uh, they the to... podcast. Right, exactly. <laughs> but um, uh-huh. uh, there was, uh, the cops were trying to evict somebody, I guess, and then a bunch of people, like, showed up, and they were trying to block the police, and then a bunch of, like, protesters and people basically just, like, stationed up and blocked off the entire area, so they kind of, like, occupied the area that's going on there right now. And it's just over in Northeast Portland and it's called the Red House Autonomous Zone or RAZ is what it's called. And like they chased out the police and like, and they're like, the police are actually warning them if they know about a stockpile of weapons that's in there and ammunition and shit like that. And so it's getting real crazy. There's a lot of a uh, federal presence right now in Portland. Like we see a lot of uh, helicopters and stuff like that. And uh, over at the protests, I guess that uh, um, some people reporting seeing these vans And I guess uh, when they researched what this company was, that it's actually a data collection company that does work for the United States government. Like, and so they're basically driving by and ripping off people's data from their cell phones and gathering up all this intel and stuff. And it's getting real heavy. It's getting real, real heavy. I love Oregon, but Portland's getting a little hostile right now. (laughs) Yeah, okay. But they're also being fucked with at the same time, I feel like. I don't know. Yes, there are. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. Because I've been down there and I've seen I've seen craziness happen from both sides. Cause uh they're also like, you know, um, like whenever there's people that are firebombing the police station, like they're like, you know, uh like telling people not to film and stuff like that. And and then but there's also the some of the police that'll actually go and tear gas like an actual peaceful protest. Like I actually have a lot of people, they've been on my podcast, Hippie Speedball, and they were uh they were actually activists that have been down there pretty much since day one. 
you know, and like real peaceful yeah. protests and stuff that, you know, should not have gotten tear gas and stuff. But there's also been some incidences where I'm just like, hey, I wouldn't want to fucking be down there because it gets like pretty crazy. You know, it's like I got a kid and stuff, you know, it's like a war zone down there at times. It can get pretty insane. Yeah, I've seen a, a bunch of content online of like just videos of protesters and police like coming at each other and like yeah fucking tear gas and like rubber bullets and like all this crazy shit and then i always recommend watching the live streams always watch the live streams when yeah. they're going on because they're uncut so you'll be able to see everything raw as it's happening yeah That's what definitely, I recommend. Uh, definitely yeah, that... i've definitely seen a few um live streams they're just like i get anxiety watching them it's so crazy yeah it's pretty it's pretty insane to watch and like tell me about it. i mean like i'm seeing this shit happen and i'm like you know like 20 minutes away from it literally you know, it's like, yeah it's like a 25 minute drive from me and i'm seeing like fucking molotov cocktails getting thrown at freaking yeah. police cars and i see them shooting tear gas back at them and it's just it's just it's crazy chaos but a lot of people need to know too that it's only coming from a very small splinter of people that it's actually coming from and a lot of people it's getting magna like you know magnified and stuff like that but a lot of people don't realize there's a lot of community speakers down there there's a lot of really big things that are happening within these communities that's not getting enough publicity you know like a lot of different like events and different fundraisers and stuff like that so really the people causing the real like crazy chaos in portland is a very very small splinter of people like i mean you're looking at maybe right. like maybe a hundred people out of like the thousands and thousands of protesters that show up you know, like that all like maybe 150 to 200 people like at the max. That's the most I've seen actually down like breaking windows and like, you know, smashing up small businesses and stuff like that. You know, and like Nordstrom and fucking those kinds of companies, Gucci, yeah. Louis Vuitton, I don't give a fuck about them. But like I got a lot of personal friends that have brick and mortars downtown that have just been smashed to fucking bits. And I've seen them like and they're happening while they're at the protest. Like they're at a protest, like marching, and then they see somebody smashing up their own business. Yeah. Well, they're there fighting for the same cause, you know? And so there's a lot of that, but it's like those small people that'll go and fuck shit up and try to change the message. And it's been hijacked, unfortunately. And so a lot of people need to uh, know about that. That's coming from Portland. It's a very small splinter of people. Yeah, I feel like there's people that are just like really trying to get their anger out. And it's like, you know, like I said, it's it's hard when it's like, you know, like a mom and pop business or just like one of your friends businesses and like, you know, they're literally out there supporting the cause and then like they watch their own business get damaged. Like I can't even imagine what that's like. I can't, can never imagine or picture what that is like. Especially and, during a pandemic nonetheless too. It's like, yeah, when already oh, of course. And that, even open. yeah, that makes it so much fucking worse. And, mm -hmm. um, but I get the rage. I get it though. Like I'm also yeah, like, I'm a, I'm a firm believer that, you know, like if you knock on the devil's door sooner or later, somebody's going to answer. So if you keep fucking with somebody sooner or later, shit's going to blow up in your face, you know? Oh, but then I also think that there's a point where we also need to take a deep breath and we need to like, okay, like we, you know, we're all like, let's, let's try to fix things. You know, there's a, there's a point of destruction and there's a point of rebuilding, you know, there's a reason why the Phoenix has to burn before it can rise from the ashes. Period. Yeah. Mm -hmm exactly but yeah. at least we all get to smoke weed and shit like that out here you know, like, you know so, <laughs> yeah you got people like me it's like can't we all just get a bong you know <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah it's yeah i feel like the just like the culture in portland and like just 
just everything about Oregon is just so much more different. And that's what I really like about it a lot, honestly. Yeah, Portland is actually, I mean, Portland is really cool. Like, I mean, it is chaotic right now, you know, but I mean, like, Portland used to have a really great reputation of just being this amazing, like, hippie community. And just like, you know, like, there was a lot of art and a lot of culture, a lot of music before it really became like swayed with the political stuff. A lot of people like uh, Portland used to be like, you know, a real big place. That's why, like, I mean, weed's always been big out here because no one really gave a fuck, you know, like out here pretty much ever since I was like, ever since I started smoking when I was 16, you know, like, I mean, ever like you pretty much got your bag smashed on the ground and your pipe broken. That's pretty much what the cops would do. Like no ticket, no nothing. They'd be like, get the fuck out of here, kid. Like that's pretty much all they would do to you. You know, like nobody really cares because like people got a meth lab to go bust, you know? Nope. <laughs> Period. No, yeah. no, yeah. So what are you hoping for the uh, cannabis industry out there once you guys get things working? Well, to be honest with you, I don't even think I'm going to be here when they start. That's right. Yeah, you want to bounce out anyway. You're like, fuck yeah, this. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if I'm still here, like, um, well, actually, um, I, I haven't, I should be looking more into it, but I first heard when they first legalized it that apparently um, they were going to fund some of the money they get into um i think police stations yeah yeah they do that out here too mm -hmm. yeah and uh, you know obviously a lot of people have a problem with that and you know i don't i honestly don't think it's the best decision either like i feel like it could go to other things you know we've seen this all we've seen this all over social media that police stations and just police in general are funded too much and that they that some of that money can go to other things like education, environment issues, et cetera. I'm not going to, I'm not going to like get into that whole shebang, but, um, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But you know, so like, you know, that happened with Jersey so far and, um, it's people are also just worried because it already took like so long for them to finally decide, Oh, maybe the people should vote on if weed should be legalized or not. <laughs> and like, now I feel like people are worried, like, well, how much longer is it really going to take now to actually get it sold like recreationally? Um, when it finally starts happening, um, I don't know. I just really hope it go. I would personally hope the money goes into like the communities. Like we nor I live, uh, like 10 minutes from Newark, New Jersey. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Newark, but, um, uh, yeah, yeah, Newark, yeah. Mm -hmm. and, I love the Sopranos, of course. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Big and Sopranos fan. <laughs> I don't know. I think that there, I don't know if you heard, but, um, Newark had lead in their pipes and people had lead in their water, like flakes some Flint, Michigan type shit. Oh shit. And, um, you know it's just like new jersey's taxes are so fucking high already it's like we can't even help the biggest city in our state because they have fucking lead in their water it took so long um i mean finally they um i think they ended up borrowing money from the i think the federal government but i really really don't i should know but i don't i don't want to like say false answers or so I'm not gonna, I don't want to like make any false assumptions, but I know they finally got money, but I don't think it's fully fixed yet. Like I think some of my friends still have issues. I had a friend mm -hmm. who had to go shower at Planet Fitness every day in a different oh town. That's and crazy. I had another friend who she literally could not afford like a filter. Or, like, like when they were giving her 
and other residents bottled water. The bottled water was expired. Mm. Yeah. Um, and she was like telling me how they just shower in that the water and clean the dishes and everything with it anyways, because like they can't afford to like get it fixed. Mm. And it's just so fucked up that it's even like that. Like especially where we live. Mm-hmm. And I'm afraid, like, you know, we're finally taking this opportunity to make a lot of money back because we're in so much fucking debt. Mm-hmm. And I just really, really hope it's put in the right place. And if it's not, like, it, that's going to be fucked up. <laughs> maybe if they pass a law that, like, maybe if they pass a law that put, like, the tax, like, um, you know, like, uh, dispersion, you know, like, wherever it's being dispersed to. Maybe if they had a law that passed, like, and put, like, that under a microscope. That way people can, like, observe where the money's going and stuff like that. That yeah. would probably be... That would be cool. I should definitely look. I should definitely look more into it. Um, I'm hoping that that does. I'm hoping that does happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. We'll see. It's hard with Jersey, and like the thing with Jersey too is there's so many more conservative people here than you think. Jersey's been blue state for however long, but there's still so many conservative people here. And I mean, it's surprising actually. I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah, and actually, no, there's a lot. Like here, it's actually like that out here in Oregon too. Uh, Oregon is actually mostly a red state, other than Portland. It's just pretty yeah. much Portland, Eugene, and Salem. And a couple coastal towns that pretty much make up most of the population of Oregon. And so, like, it's like, a, and then most of those are uh, Democratic cities. And so, it ends up like swaying the entire state to a blue state. But it's, uh, that's crazy. I didn't know that about Jersey. Yeah. I mean, like, at the end of the day, I think most of our, I want to say like 12 out of 14 of our House representatives are Democrat and like, um, like our our senates are dem our two senate members are Democrats and our governor obviously is but like you know you have towns like like the town I grew up in completely conservative these people suck Trump's dick from behind literally like <laughs> I'm not kidding like there's a whole lot of that out here because <laughs> um, there's a group of um, these there's a group of people that I went to school with and like they they're absolutely amazing for doing this they started a a, an organization called Nutley for Black Lives Nutley is the town I live in and they've held like a lot of protests and who's counter protesting the older people that live here and they're calling Mm -hmm. them like racial slurs saying like the movement doesn't matter saying like just really fucked up like vulgar shit and it was literally on national news if oh, you look shit. up my town, like, we're just known for being very racist and very conservative. Oh, man, um, that's brutal. Yeah, and, um, I mean, that's a big reason why I don't want to live here. Like, yeah. I mean, I I'd don't even interact with anybody. Yeah, like, I don't even interact with anybody who lives here anymore at all. There's not one person I am co- in contact with from high school. I, mm. It's just, that's how it is. And, um... Yeah, you're in the wrong place for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying, yo. Like when I went to, because I've been to a lot of states. I've been to a, I don't mean to sound like that person. Like, yeah, I've traveled a lot, but I went to Oregon and I was like, yo, it's fucking awesome here. The nature, the city, yes, the people, yes, yes. like that's literally just how I felt. And I was just like this, I feel like this is where I need to be. Even if it's for a little bit, like if, because yeah. who knows, like I might end up hating it and I could just leave. 
But, but honestly, if you want to get into the cannabis industry, Oregon is the spot that you want to be because like really? they're really starting to lead the way. So I mean, if you're like, oh, I want to get my groundworks on the, you know, the uh, the cannabis industry, then I think you know start off here, and then also like you could potentially go to other states that are just legalizing because you're like, yo, I'm from Oregon, I know how it works, you know, and so like that'd be a yeah. good place. It's almost like your it's almost like your weed basic training. You come over here and then you get dispersed to AIT wherever else you go <laughs> for like military terms. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you're definitely not wrong. Like, and that's what I, I really do. Like, I've always told myself, like, I wanted to get into the cannabis industry. Um, you know, when I was younger, part of me was like, is that really like what I should be doing though? Like, are people going to take me seriously? Like, like, like all these thoughts like go through my head, but like now I look at it and I'm like, no, like people fucking thrive. I feel like in that industry, like, and they're yes. doing what they love. And that's and what really sticks out to me about it. It's a good place to definitely get your, uh, get your feet wet in the, in the cannabis industry. I'm actually looking into that myself because like I have so much experience in weed over here and they just legalized in a few different states, I'm all thinking, okay, they could probably use my expertise. Of you know? And I also know where there's a lot of holes in the cannabis industry and maybe help these people fix those holes before they even become too bad. You know, because there's a lot of, yeah, of there's course. a lot of different things that need to be done. And there's still a lot of work that needs to be done with the industry and just kind of little things here and there. But, um, and luckily I know what those are. So I'm trying to, you know, work out some stuff to be able to get moving on that actually. That's fucking amazing. I love that for you. Where Thank were you? Um, if you don't mind me asking, like, where have you been thinking about checking out or like? So, um, so one thing that I'm actually kind of working on right now is I have a, a couple of buddies of mine starting this business right now. And the thing in Oregon uh, in the cannabis industry in general is there's a really big lack of like training for bud tenders. You know, and there's, uh, there's, there's like, there's not really like a general like training module. And like, there's a lot of times where you'll get disinformation, which actually can like, you know, get people to get sick and get the wrong medicine that they don't need. And, it, and like, uh, and also can get people like, you know, too stoned if they, you know, are trying to like ease back into it. So there's a lot of different ways that that can go really, really bad. And it ruins the cannabis industry because the bud tender is the first impression that you get. So like, you know, let's say, you know, nothing about weed, you go to a dispensary, like that bud tender is going to have to guide you and really show that, hey, this actually is a good thing. But if you just have, you know, the regular guy that's like, oh, I just want to sell weed for a living, you know, that's not going to be good, you know, and so um, I'm actually in the process of developing a training module that's actually specifically for bud tenders. That goes all the way back from, you know, like, uh, like the history of the word marijuana all the way to, you know, Seth Rogen lighting up a joint on the fucking Daily Show, you know, like, yeah. so, man, it's like, yeah, and just kind of give people a general idea of, you know, like the terpenes and the cannabinoid system and teach them that THC numbers aren't everything, actually. A lot of people think that if you want to get like the most stone, just get a high THC, but that actually isn't true you know, teach people about that. And also like get rid of the word marijuana out of people's vocabulary. That's why I, I hate the word marijuana. Like it's just, it's actually got a lot of racial connotation to the use of it itself. That's why it's, uh, that's why I like to use the word cannabis so much. Yeah, I mean, that, that definitely makes sense for sure. I f honestly, I feel weird saying that word like marijuana. I feel weird. It, feel, it just feels weird to say like, I just say like weed or cannabis. Exactly, exactly. And it's like anybody that says marijuana, they're never cool with weed. Like it's never a person that actually smokes, you know, it's always like, oh, I found a baggie of marijuana, you know, like that's actually what my mom said to me when she found out I smoked because she found my weed on the kitchen floor. <laughs> yeah like, yeah marijuana and i'm like oh shit yeah you know? it's like they look at it as like the scientific term but it's like no you just sound like 
like you're anti pot smokers like you're dumb like exactly exactly, exactly. <laughs> like you just sound like you're in a fucking propaganda film right now get out of here with this <laughs> that's funny yeah down away from madness that's that's like that's fucking dope though like you said you wanted to create like a like an app right is that you said Uh, so actually i would prefer it to actually be like an in-person kind of training actually like okay that's even better in my opinion yeah and i think like that would actually be a lot better because like you would actually be able to run through like the sales process a little bit more and you could actually like quiz at the end of the class and make it more interesting and then the class would end at 419 so that way we can smoke at 420 when the close oh yeah yo sign me up i I no please sign me up I'm not listen you have my word I want to be part of this program like I want to do a course or whenever you start doing up I will sign up for your courses and like I wanted I want to do it like that sounds this podcast right we'll use this podcast right now as a promise to you that you will be in the first class whenever we get oh yes no no seriously yeah I have to fly you out here myself (laughs) no that's but yeah like once again that is that's such an amazing idea. Like even just some things you told me just now, I didn't know that just because there's a higher percentage of THC, like that doesn't mean it's going to get you higher. I always yeah. thought that. Like I always thought that. A lot but, of people do. A lot of people do. Yeah. But it's a lot of people don't know. And it's like, uh, it's because your, uh, your uh, cannabinoid system is very, very complex and it has an entourage effect. So you have, you know, the THC with the CBD and there's also CBG and CBN and there's also different, you know, there's different terpenes and stuff. And so that's why it's like, you could have two people smoke the same exact strain one person can get tired one person could get energized it's because somewhere in their cannabinoid system they're latching on to certain strains that are in the lineage of that plant yeah so it's like let's say it's like you smoke it and you get energized and somewhere that like this in the whatever sativa is in the lineage of that weed that you just smoked your cannabinoid system latched on to that and then that's exactly the effect you get whereas the other person latched on to the indica you know and so like, uh, it's kind of, it's a really complex thing that not a lot of people know about because I've smoked some weed that was like 33%. And then I've smoked some weed that was like 17%. And that 17% got me more stoned, you know? So it yeah. all depends on the terpenes and everything like that, you know? And I've, and I've been also like doing dabs and like learning about live resin. And then, you know, the difference between, you know, like the difference between live resin and distillate and, you know, all the different stuff that goes into it. Like, it's very important for bud tenders and people in the industry to know. Yeah, you actually just reminded me. uh, I remember we were driving up to Massachusetts, and I forget where we were. I think it was, like, Worcester. And I remember we picked up, like, a couple pre-rolls. And the, like, I remember we smoked two different kinds. And I, I actually did notice that one of them was, like, a couple percentages, like, lesser than the other one. And I got, like, so much more higher. And I'm, like, looking at all the, I'm, like, looking at all the, um like, the percentages of everything. And I'm, like, what is, like, what is it that's, like, you know, doing this? And then I noticed, like, and I have no idea what it is, but it said THCA. And the, yeah. like, percentage of that, it was, like, 0.2. And then the other joint was like 0.0, like mm-hmm. 0.0, like, and, but the THC percentage of the one that had a lesser THCA was like a lot stronger than yeah. the other one. So I was like trying to figure out like what, you know, like what could it be that made it feel stronger, even though it doesn't like say it is, but 
yeah honestly it probably had to do with like i was saying yeah that's cool when that happens though because it's like it really educates yourself on your own cannabinoid system you know and that's really what it mostly breaks down to is whatever the lineage of the strain was in your cannabinoid system like and so if you're ever really curious about what the lineage of a plant is like let's say you're like oh fuck i really like this weed and i want to know why i like this weed or let's say you have two different strains that you love and then you want to see maybe what the similarities are between the two, go on a website called Seed Finder. If you, I don't know if you ever heard of it before. I don't think but so. Uh, a lot of people use it in the, in the cannabis industry to actually look up the ways that like uh, lineages of plants and it will get, break it down all the way down to the land race that the plant is. Oh, you know, wow. Like, it's like a Hindu Kush or a Durban poison or Thai, Nepali, Mexican, Colombian, whatever, you know. That's and fucking so, awesome. Yeah, and if you can find like good like land race strains, that's uh that's hard to find. But yeah, seed finder, check that out. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I definitely will, hundred percent. Um, I was actually gonna ask, so I know you um you asked this question to your guests on your not your last podcast, because I did see that you posted one today. Yeah, but, yeah, I did. DJ yeah, Kyle. I'm gonna check it out later. Yeah. I love the title of it. I'm definitely gonna check it out. Um, yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> so the one you posted before that, um, you know, obviously about the talking to uh, your fr your friends who are in the cannabis industry. Yeah, Shelby and Bessie, shout out to them, Wild West Emporium, Oregon City. Yeah, that was a great episode. So like, once again, thank you for asking them my question um, about, you know, how to get into the industry and everything. Of course. But like, what would you, like, what advice would you, because I want it from your perspective, what advice would you give to somebody who's listening to this that lives on the East Coast and really wants to get into the industry and maybe they even want to move out to, like, the West Coast and, like, I would, get into it? I, yeah, I would definitely say that uh, I agree 100% with uh, what Betsy said and, uh, you know, work hard, be diligent, um, educate yourself, and have a passion don't do it just for the money realize you know that there's there's a holistic approach to it you know have a passion for the for the cannabis industry and just cannabis in general and uh and i mean that's really like what it really comes down to because the people that don't have the passion are very much weeded out fast very fast there's a very high turnover rate with bud tenders with the cannabis industry because you'll see a lot of people that are going into it for either the money or for the popularity points or you know something like something that's not the passion of the plant itself right you know like luckily you're already on the right track because you love the weed you love weed you love the industry like you have a big passion for it obviously and uh that that's going to really carry you far because you're going to because of your passion you're going to educate yourself faster you know, and that, oh, that's 100%. really going to take you fast. Exactly. Like you're interested in it because you're passionate about it. And that's really what I would recommend is be passionate and educate yourself. That's, that's the main two things. Like, you know, learn about the cannabinoid system, learn about, you know, THC and CBD and CBN and learn about uh, growing. Try to learn a little bit about growing if you can. Everything from, you know, from seed to the dram that you sell at the freaking, you know, from seed to sale is what people say. You know, learn the entire yeah. process from seed to sale. And, uh, and also, I always recommend that people pay homage to the medical marijuana programs in your states or wherever you are, because if it wasn't for medical marijuana, rec wouldn't exist. And it's one of those things like we really, really need to, we need to bow, our, we need to bow down to and really like pay homage to the medical marijuana programs because they're the ones who really fought for this first. And, uh, and also have patient priority. Realize it is, it's, it's medicine, not money. 
you know there's there's a there's a big thing to it because you're gonna see everybody from you know <clears throat> the soccer mom to the vietnam veteran to the first time stoner to you know the uh the, the tommy chong guy that's been smoking since the 1950s you know like and so you're gonna you're gonna see everybody in there and the more passion you have the uh the more positivity you can spread yeah, I that was an amazing message. Thank you so much. I was gonna, yeah, no <laughs> I was gonna say, um, I don't know if you've ever been to Lush. It's like a cosmetic store. Oh yeah, and yeah. I just started working, so I just started working there recently, and like the one That's thing. That absolutely place. My hats <laughs> off to you for sure. That's yeah, a like store. <laughs> so what's really what I absolutely love the most about working there is they want you to pair the right product with yep. the person that you're helping, and that's like, like I just said, that's what I love doing the most. Like somebody comes in and they're like, you know, like I'm looking for a hair product because my hair is dry and you know, my, my scalp is sensitive or whatever. And then I, you know, so then I would bring them over and I'd be like, you know, I would love to recommend you this cause it has cocoa butter, shea butter. That's going to moisturize your hair. And then it has like argan oil. That's going to be really nourishing and whatever. And basically what I'm trying to say is, is like, I want to, I would love to do that with like marijuana, like someone's like, you know, like I'm looking for something that's going to help me with my anxiety, or I'm looking for something that's just going to like get me high or something that's not as strong. And it's like, okay, well, I'd love to pair you with this and it's going to help you because of this and this. And do you get what I'm trying to say? No, like, yeah, definitely. And that's actually going to take you very far. That's good that you already have that because that's a big part of working in a dispensary is you want to cater the experience to the customer. You know, you're going to want to know, you're going to want to know like, okay, why well, are you trying to fall asleep? Are you trying to, you know, just get fucked up and go for a hike? Are you trying to just like chill back and watch a movie? Are you, you know, like, what are you trying to do? Like, and that's, that's good. That, that's really good that you already do that because that's very important. And that's why that actually pays like what I was saying about like, you know, the education and patient priority, because, you know, yeah. you want to cater it to the person that you're talking to. Of course. And it's just like, and it just builds like a nice relationship with you and that person. Like, exactly. you're not just like trying to sell them a product. It's like, no, I'm recommending you this because I think it's going to help you or I think you're going to yeah. fucking love it or whatever. And it's just like, it makes you feel good and it makes that person feel good because they're, they're probably thinking like, wow, this person like actually wants to help me. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. that's just, that just makes me feel good. So yeah. yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's really going to take you far in this industry. So keep that up. Definitely keep up that, that, that sort of philosophy and attitude about it. That's definitely going to take you far for sure. Hell yeah. Well, yeah, Joe, I think that's, I think that's all for today. I want to thank you so much for coming on. Like this was probably Dude, thank one you for of having my, me. this is my, my very first guest spot. I'm super excited to do this. This was fun. Oh, I'm excited good. to have you on my show too. <laughs> good. Yes, yes, yes. I can't, I can't wait for that. Um, yeah. Honestly, this was probably like my most favorite like intellectual conversation. I know we also just bullshit about oh, like weed and like getting high thank and you, stuff. Thank you, thank you. But I it was also that. just super, super informative. Like I cannot thank you enough for all the knowledge that you've just like given to me and just being able oh, to talk about this it. with happy. you. Yeah, just being able to talk to you about this was just incredible. And I really can't thank you enough. Thank you so much. Like thanks for having me on. This was fun. I'm glad to do it. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, of course. It. No problem. And we'll definitely keep in touch. And um, you know, maybe if I'm out in Oregon by the time, like we can all like smoke together and stuff. So definitely. And I'm a, you know, because uh, they, they have the uh they have a, a cannabis expo actually there in Atlantic City on September 10th and eleventh. And I actually plan on going. And oh, so oh yeah. Yeah, that's and so awesome. that's yeah, and that's going to be dope. So if that actually is happening in person and I attend that, we'll definitely be meeting up for sure. 
yeah Definitely. for sure that sounds fucking dope well once again thank you so much for coming on and uh Thanks good for luck having with me. everything and you know thank you once again for the knowledge in the cannabis industry it's going to be informative for everybody listening and me included so thank you happy to help take care i appreciate it have a good no one problem. <laughs>